Welcome back to Call of the Sirens. Thank you for answering our call. We're moving to a serious topic that hits our personal our members personally. The topic is mental health. Mental health is a person's condition with regarding their psychological and emotional well-being. One major topic and discussion involving mental health is suicide. Suicide. Death caused by injuring oneself with the intent to die. So here's some statistics. Um, 12, point, 12 point million, right? I'm sorry. I don't know why they had the zeros. Yeah, I think million. the 12 is kind of messing me yeah. up. I'm sorry. Okay. 12. 12 million adults have had serious thought on suicide. 3.5 million adults make suicide. 1. million adults make suicide attempts. 1. million make plans with attempts while 27, I mean 217 Thousand makes up no plans for attempts. I guess everyone's reaction. How do you guys feel? Like this is a lot of fucking people. I feel like the reaction is gonna be more about how I read all those statistics very terribly. You, you, I can read it <laughs> if you want. Nah, we gonna leave it like that. All right, but um, yeah. That's so, right. what do you guys think about that? Sad, really fucking sad. I don't. Yeah. Have um. Towards that at all, but I mean, like mental a, health is a sensitive. Mental health topic. is an incredibly sensitive topic. There are some uh, like. As the statistics show, that the thing with the statistics is that that's only the people that report it. Yeah. So that's such a large number, and I think what some people don't realize is a lot of that doesn't get reported. And this is only. And the reason why is because these mental health, like the stigma behind mental health, is so bad. Like once it's on your record, it's on your record, and Mm. there are so many things that. You are no longer able to do. People look at it as like, oh, you're you're broken or you're damaged. And because of that, you can't do X, Y, and Z. And be, as a result of that, yeah, you're seen as the liability. So as a result, a lot of a lot of people just won't get it reported. So they struggle in silence because they're afraid of that stigma. They're afraid of what can happen if they do get it on their record and the risk is sometimes too much for them to handle it because when you have a mental illness you are already dealing with a lot so then when you add that to it it becomes too much like it becomes insane for you to try to deal with and yeah. you still try to deal with it on your own and all the statistics gloria pretty much read it was pretty much just north america alone i'm pretty sure i don't even think it's just north america i think that's just the united states well alone. yeah well United States, if you want to be specific, but that's pretty much North America. That's including, that is actually including New Mexico. That's including Mexico Mexico and Canada. Canada? Oh, okay. So it's pretty much just our continent alone. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how much it is outside of our little. Our little pretty higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. And what gets me, though, is that some people, when they don't report it, it just eats at you. And there's different levels of it too. That everybody, everybody's own trigger happen is different. It is everybody's own like just because what affects your mental health won't affect me, but it, what affects me won't affect you. This yeah, is true. That's what some people I think really need to understand. I'm still to this day trying to understand that. Um, 
I, I agree. Um, I think also a lot of people will take it as like, well, it's just in your head. Oh. But like I, I've heard that. I've heard people say that all the time. Well, it's just in your head. Just get over it. It's or not that serious. It's not that serious. So many people have it worse. You don't know what worse is according to somebody else's definition. That's like... A- yeah, there there are all sorts of problems, but to that person, their problems are enough that it's damaging to them. And if it's damaging to them, then that's what matters to that individual. You can't just sit there and tell that p- individual, well, what you're feeling, what's going on inside of you, it's invalid because it's not. This is also something that I don't know about you guys, but this kind of like gets under my skin sometimes is when people say like, oh, like, everybody else is going through this. I get what they're trying to say. Like, oh, you're not alone. Everybody's going through this. Like, you have some, you have a support. But, like, that doesn't help. Like, that doesn't give me a result. Like, I'm a, I'm unfortunately the type of person, thanks to my mom, I need results. I like to have results. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, <laughs> when somebody says, like, oh, like, it's not just you. Like, everybody's going through it and I was just like I appreciate what you're doing but that's not helping because I want to stop I want to stop feeling it yeah but my thing about it is if you're bringing it to if you're bringing to that person's attention right and you feel that they're not helping then I feel personally that you need to seek other attention because take it from someone who who's still trying to kind of understand why people do that it's like I don't like people coming up to me and telling me their problem basically and then if I'm trying to sympathize with you, because I, since, since we're talking about you don't know where I'm coming from, probably you don't know where I'm coming from and stuff. And it's like when someone, you hear a friend say that you want to stop their pain. And then when you get an answer like that, it, it kind of feels counterintuitive. Like if you want me to just sit here and listen to you, then we can do that. But don't come to me thinking I'm going to solve your solution because it's not my job. It's not my job. It's, it's, it's my job as your friend to be there and try to support you. But when you come off as being negative and if we want to chalk it up to being suicidal or we want to chalk it up to mentally not being there and everything like that, it's like it's like basically what you're, you're basically trying to say is that you want me to listen, but at the same time you want me to respond. And if I don't give you the right response, then you're kind of just adding me onto other things why life is not worth living. So in a sense of like when I hear that, I get a little aggravated. And it's like because I've had conversations with people and people don't know my struggles and I keep shit to myself and I try to do what's best, what's best for me. Because like you said, what's best for me is not going to be what's best for you. And if I figured that it helped me, that at helping is trying to do that to you. It's just that, like I said, when it comes to stuff like that, I feel like people should just go to seek professional help. And especially being black, it's like you can't really do that because nobody who's in that office looks like you and possibly can't understand what experience you're going through. So it's like it's, it's conditioned to go to someone that you trust and that can cares about you and stuff but when you get responses like that even though yes it's kind of the mental health aspect but at the same time you're kind of screwing yourself over because sometimes I feel that people need to be around people who love them and the more secluded you are and the less help you're gonna get and the less time people are gonna see you being that way they're gonna chalk it up as like oh well you know you're just having a shitty day or oh well you're being negative and it's just you know a lot of people always see it at the end when the shit actually just happened and then you question, like, oh, was it my words that affected? And it's like, you know, that's why when shit like that happens or people have those issues, I usually keep my comments to myself because I'm too blunt. And if you know, if I'm your friend and you know that I'm blunt and me being blunt is not going to help you, then yeah. don't come to me. 
And it, and, and it yeah. sucks because I don't want to say that because when you say something like that, it, it comes off as you not caring. And that's not the case. Because I have a firm belief, the same way how everyone grieves differently, the same way how everyone processes stuff differently. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's like, for me personally, when stuff like that comes up, my best way to help somebody in that situation is either keeping my comments to myself or basically staying quiet. Sometimes it's not a jokey matter. Sometimes this is not one of those like saying joke and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you do go to your friend, regardless, like if I if I decided to go to Gloria, right? Yeah, I know for a fact that if I, if I tell Gloria like, hey, um, I just need you to listen. Like I just need you to listen. I just need you to like hold my hand and just like let me. Just let me get out whatever's going on in my head. Like I know that she's gonna do that because yeah, I, I, I know need her. You to vocalize that. I'm a, I'm yeah. the type of person. I need to. I need but instructions I think and vocalization I think what for me to, people to help who you. I can't do that if you don't tell me. Yeah, and I think that's another like when you have mental illness, when you when you are in that in that mindset or in that that mental space, whatever you want to call it. If you do decide to go to someone you love, you know, um, like Gloria said it. It can also be very hard for that person that loves you because you, they don't have an answer. They can't help you. They can't fix you. And, you know, for them, it's it's hard for that individual to see them go through it too, you know? Like, it's it, it's hard. Like, if Gloria saw me in that kind of a space, like, it hurts her to see that happening to me, to see me in that kind of a pain. And you have to look at that and make a note like, okay, I'm gonna, I have to tell, you have to vocalize what you might want from whoever that person is that you love that you're going through because if you don't you're you're hurting them also and i know that you're hurting too trust me i i get it i've been there but without them understanding they also can't help and i know sometimes sometimes you don't know what you need because i I know there are times when i'm going through things and i I don't know what i need i don't know and if i go like again i'm gonna use the gloria but if i if i go to gloria and i look at her and i'm just like i don't know what i need i don't know what i don't know anything right now i know she's gonna try her best and and even with her trying her best like it might not work it, it might not work, but at, at least I can, because of the relationship I have with her, I can sit there and go, well, I went to her because something in me knows that this person cares about me. And even if she's not saying the right thing or doing the right thing that I feel my, or like something in my head tells me, no, everything she's doing is wrong. Well, I can't take it out on her because, you know, I don't even know what I want or what I need to make it work. And when you lash out on the people that love you, it it hurts them too, and and I know, I understand. Trust me, I get do it. That. Like that's just the way they react. Like it's like when you have an animal to a corner and everything. A lot of a lot of them would react, and some of them would cower in fear because you know you just it's just like I said, it's person to person. And to me, honestly, I think it sucked that somebody would do that. But it's like I've also come to the conclusion that that um somebody has to really be very foreign to even consider that and I know what it is to to be like that I've never been suicidal I've maybe because I was a teenager and I feel like most teenagers have done that whole like oh well you know nothing's not worth living for did it die after a bad breakup or home interaction not making the grade not making the team it's like it's a lot of shit that you know as especially teenagers it's like the turning point and stuff like that and I understand, I understand, because like I said, I've been there. I mean, I'm, I'm old, and I've been there, and I understand it and stuff <laughs> like that. 
But it's just like a lot of people tend to forget that people it's not about it's not about being the strongest. It's about surviving the longest. And a lot of people, like leaders, people you look up to, you don't really, it's like you get in this whole pedestal of like people got shit together and this, then, and third. Everyone go through a mental stuff. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yo, like I, I, like I have like the most mental capacity compared to everybody. I'm not going to sit here and do that because it's like where I was back in my teenage years is not where I am right now. And honestly, if I could sit down, with my teenage self, I probably probably would be a much better person than I am now. But my thing about it is, is that people who are leaders and people who trying to be strong for other people and stuff like that. A lot of times when shit happens in my family that I can't I can't cry for the sole fact that it's like everyone always leans on me crying. Okay, I don't have that person I can sit down and get emotional with because I'm the person in my family that I have to be one to make the arrangements and I have to be the one to sue people and I have to be one and stuff like that. It's like sometimes being the stronger person for someone else can also help you as well. But I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just the thing about it is like people tend to forget that you're not alone, and it it, it, it it pisses me off when people who do that and succeed and don't leave a note is very, to me. I think is very selfish, and and it's just like if you're gonna do it, and it, and it sucks that I'm saying, but if you're gonna do it, don't do it for show. Like like my thing about it, if you're so hurt and you're so this, the least you can do is have a letter stating like, yo, I did this, I was hurting, I like vocalized like, even though I can't spell for shit, and my word is probably gonna be like, my letter, if anything, is probably gonna be decoded <laughs> and shit like that. It, if you ever want to on a computer. <laughs> yeah, and not saying that it's happened, but it's just like, you'd be surprised. Even if I try to make an attempt, maybe that's gonna fucking stop me. I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm just not gonna do this letter. I'm just gonna just not do this at all. I'm just going to scrap this because they're going to look at me and be like, yo, she had me- not only mental illness, but she had like a fucking reading defect. You should do Heather Baker type shit and just do a recording. Yeah. Exactly. I thought it was Hannah. Oh, Hannah Baker. You're right. You you're said right, Heather? Right. I said Heather. Yeah. I said Heather. Yeah. She doesn't look like a Heather. So we're going to go into a couple more uh, little statistics. statistics for everybody. Um, suicide attempts or uh, another byproduct of, or they more often they can be a large byproduct of mental um, mental health and mental illness, and that's that's described as someone who harms himself with any intent to end their life, but they don't succeed. They don't they don't actually die as a result. Um, you know, some statistics on that, like men die by suicide. 3.6 times more than women. So they are more successful when it comes to suicide. However, women are 1.4 times more likely to make suicide attempts. In, th- in the state of New York, we are ranked the lower third percentile of suicide rates in the U.S. And that's just in the U.S. And as a whole, 10.3% of people have thought about suicide. And 54% have been affected by suicide those that are affected by suicide it's it's not just it's it's not just the person that's that's tried it it's 
the people that are left behind or the people that the people that are left to wonder or people that maybe you didn't even know well and they think well what if I got to know that person better maybe I could have done something there's a lot of things that can go into that um to me this, this episode is actually quite important um because this has affected myself personally um, and people that I knew growing up also. Um, I've seen people react to attempted suicides. And you can see how much pain those individuals were in. And it hurt them because the person who did this would rather have ended things than go to them. And that hurt them too, you know? So it's it's not just those who suffered it, but it's it's those who are allies. Even if they didn't realize they were allies, um, even if the ones suffering didn't realize they had those allies, it's those people that react, those people that are there. You know, they they hurt too. They hurt a lot sometimes, and sometimes it's like one of those things where you you don't realize something until it's gone, or you don't realize something it's like until it's already happened. Too. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's an eye opener and other times, other times it's just too much that even if you do see those things, sometimes you keep trying, you know, and for those individuals that continue to try, you know, even after they've seen the effects of what their attempts have made, it's, it's hard. It's hard because being in that mental space, you don't have a, it's like you're swimming in the dark. You don't know which way to go and you can't see. And even if you catch little glimpses of light, they're gone too fast for you to be able to swim towards the shore. And that's what it feels like sometimes, you know, and the people that are those little glimpses, they can try to shine as bright as they can, but you also need to try your hardest to hold on to those little glimmers of light because otherwise you're just going to continue to swim around and like that's not good for you either. So if you do try those, you need to try to reach out for help. You need to try to go towards something instead of taking the, what could be an easier route. What makes it hard is that some like it always comes back and forth. That's, it does. That's the worst part of it is that a minute you feel you actually feel good, like you feel a lot better, and then next thing you know, again you just go right back to that darkness, and you just like, damn, how am I gonna get out of this? And again, it's it's really like that loss of hope, and that's what sucks the most is when you really you really feel hopeless. Like that's the best word to say it is that you feel completely hopeless and you feel completely vulnerable and it's it's hard it's very very hard and it like when you when you see with the statistics it is it's not just men it's not just women it's, it's everybody it's everybody every <laughs> there are trans whether you're gay lesbian and Whatever other spectrums, I don't know all the spectrums. I'm sorry, people. I don't. Um, you know, man, woman, whatever you want to say. It's and even sometimes it's young children. That's yeah. I remember reading when I first came out as gay. Um, when I identified as male, I would read so many articles of little boys and sometimes little girls killing themselves um, because they were mercilessly bullied, and it just really it always be like. It's one thing to see somebody like of an older age do it. I'm not saying it's easier. I'm not saying it's better. But it's you see a child do it and you're just like, damn, like that child really didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance whatsoever. And that's like, I hate kids. <laughs> but 
I I will admit when I no when one I ever, to, you can hate kids, but no one wants to see a kid mm-hmm. just snuff themselves out of life before yes. they actually got yeah. to live it, or at least see like there was no other possible way out. That's another thing. Like you feel hopeless, and you just, like it start, you start seeing that you start seeing suicide as like the only option, and that's the most heart wrenching part too. The, thing that hurts the most about suicide at least for me is that even the ones that are the happiest like robin williams like he was so cheery he was a comedian and he was all he wanted to do was make everyone happy but he was going through the most fucked up shit in his head but you would never know same thing with um the lead singer from LinkedIn Park. He was still going on about his life. Like, he was super duper happy. Even his wife posted the last picture they took together. He was so happy. And, and videos, then, too, when and he was then, playing with his son. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, that just, like, completely flipped. And it's like, she she didn't know either, and that was his wife. It's not like it was a, someone that was, like, an acquaintance or a distant friend. It was someone he lived with majority of his time as an adult with his kids and stuff, or at least the majority of the time as an adult with her. So, it, like... That always makes me sad to read about it or hear about it like this person was this glow in person, light up a room. I didn't know anything was wrong. And it's not the fact that they didn't tell. It's the fact that maybe they didn't feel like they their purpose as themselves, whether how, however, however you know them, their purpose was to make a light shine in your world, even if their world was like completely dark. That's, that's the thing that really screws up with me, especially I know I didn't know him personally, but Robin Williams is like one of my heroes when I was a kid and still <laughs> yeah, was as, too, an, actually. as an adult and then hearing that he was dead and it wasn't like of course like he was sick or like he wasn't in the hospital or something like he was sick or he got into an accident the fact that it was told that he committed suicide that's what broke my heart the most because like I didn't I didn't know him but like like interviews and movies I didn't see anything like, I didn't see anything, like, that would give off some kind of, like, sign that he was unhappy or that he was going through something. But then again, he's someone who didn't want to display any of that. He wanted to make everyone else happy. He'll feel like the shittiest person in the world, but he'll make sure you smile. I'm pretty sure that's a, like that with even people you would know personally. Like, I have a lot of friends who have gone through something mental health-wise, but you would never know unless you would happen to catch them and having a breakdown or something like that. Like you'll just happen to be there when the breakdown happens and you get them to pretty much tell you if they don't tell you willingly. Like I, I had to corner some friends in a room when I catch their breakdown and make them talk. Cause like the last thing I want to do is hear you tell you, me to leave you alone and then I leave you alone and then I don't hear from you for whatever time frame and the last thing I find out is that you swallowed I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to describe all the suicide but I don't want to hear about like you swallowed pills or you or you ran away and they found you dead somewhere and they don't know anything but assume it's suicide and stuff like that it's like I don't want to wake up to find that out because I've I've already experienced that once I'm not trying to experience it again like I had a friend in high school and me and him had plans with some other friends of his that I was going to meet because we were in different schools but I had plans with him for the weekend it was like a long weekend and he literally talked to me like he was making plans and it's like cool I waited the next day, all day, to hear some kind of phone call, like, what time are we meeting? Where are we meeting at? I don't have his other friend's phone's numbers because I never met them. This is supposed to be my first time meeting them, so I can't even reach out to them to see if maybe they overlooked me or stuff like that. And when I finally get a call, it's from his friend saying that he's missing, and he's been missing since pretty much the last time I talked to him. And then... 
pretty much uh, it's they can't report it to the police because missing person, which I find to be bullshit. You gotta be missing for like twenty four hours or something. I really find that bullshit. Like if they're missing. Yeah. They only do that because they don't want to waste their time going. Understandable, but because there's a lot of attempts and it takes a lot of police time and force and everything like that. Even if like I'm not I'm not saying a a, a citywide search needs to be involved, but at least some something that's sooner than 24 hours because that 24 hours could be the matter of like literal life or death. Like us that's- wait us I feel like waiting 24 hours he's already have he already did the deed where we could have probably found him a little quicker if we didn't have to wait 24 hours but next phone call i got after that which was hours later and i'm literally calling his phone over and over and over and over i get a call from his friend again and his mom i hear her hollering on the other end of the phone and they saying they found him in the train yard and it's ruled as a suicide and it's like that is baffling to me because it's like I literally talked to him yesterday and the fact that I didn't see him or hear from him until you called me on his phone well one of his phones because he had like two phones you called me on his phone and it's like oh yeah he's missing it's like that was really hard like I didn't go to school for a good solid like two weeks because like I, the week the funeral was all arranged in a week and then even after that I didn't go to school I missed I missed like half my midterm finals and stuff like that I didn't want to be around any Body. And then strangely enough, the asshole people that I went to school with, they see I'm in distress. I'm not hiding it. So it's like, and I got picked on in school. I'm not going to act like I didn't. I got picked on in school. But the fact is like, you see me in my lowest of lows, you're still going to be a fucked up individual. And you know very well, I can't do anything about it. Kids are like that. Kids yeah, are fucked are. up. Understandable, but kids are all fucked they up. They are fucked up. Teenage, teenagers... Oh. Like y'all all going through all these hormones and changes and shit like yeah. that, and you're trying but to I not be that person. But I promise you that I got. I promise you the next, the following year, I got back at at least three of those people who had bullied me mercifully. Did you steal their boyfriends? No, I pushed one down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all laughing? We're not promoting violence. I'm not promoting <laughs> violence, but he was this one that I pushed down the stairs, like the main target. So, and he was still fucking with me when I axed and all that stuff. Adults were involved, but nothing was done, so I did it myself. And but yeah, that has nothing to do with the suicide stuff. But it's like, well, it kind of does because bullying is a lot a part of suicide. And it can. Yeah. Luckily for me, I didn't. I, the suicidal thoughts that I had after he died that dispersed because uh, I talked to somebody, a counselor knew my situation, and they reached out to me because they saw how shitty I was, as well as I was so far far behind in schoolwork. They were trying to help me in multiple ways so it's like it's good if you can see the signs but you're not gonna always see it so it's good to ask if someone's okay even if even if you know can't see that they're okay or not because you really don't know what anyone's going through no one's a mind reader and not everybody's showing it and also not everybody wants to broadcast broadcast it or speak to somebody or if they do they don't know how to speak about it yeah that's always a difficult thing um, but there is a, there is like a definite, there is a term for those who have suicidal thought and it's called suicidal ideation, which is pretty much thinking about suicide or planning it. And, um, from what I gathered in 2019, firearms accounted for 31.5% of all suicide deaths, deaths. So I'm not taking, taking a little stab. Like I'm pretty sure unless it's like you're in a city where guns are okay to get, like legally own or at least you have the easiest of access, access to a gun it's probably why the fire alarm one is so high 
And then there's one country in particular. Um, this country's not a part of Russia, um, but they are near Russia. It's called um, Lithuania. I can spell it out. Lithuania? L maybe you probably can. You're, you're good. Lithuania? You're strangely good at announcing yeah, foreign famous. countries. So, <laughs> yeah. Had a lot of practice. It's the number one ranked country in the world with a high suicide rate. I think you said it was in India. I thought so too, but then I looked it up to see, and it's actually. People want to say it's part of Russia. Some people think it's not a part of Russia, but it's its own thing. It just happens to be it's near independent. Russia. Yeah, it happens just to be near Russia when you look at it on a map, but it's not a part of Russia. And then while firearms are ranked number one in suicide deaths, um, suffocation is number two by 29.9%. And I'm guessing that's probably involving the states where guns are not accessible. So, of course, the most likely thing you'll probably do is try to cut off your oxygen, whether it's be drowning or people make fun of it. But the plastic bag thing is strangely a form if they can't get to water. And then worldwide, um, close to 800,000 people die to suicide every year. And that pretty much is like average out to one every 40 seconds. And that's it's kind of haunting to know. That I'm on the other side of the world, probably taking a nap, and then there's somebody from one of the other continents offing themselves, or even somebody down the street. Yeah, that's I I I don't like it. Like I have had thoughts of suicide, at least I can say maybe honestly a lot of times, but two major times was when my friend died in high school and when um my parent had died when I was um in my uh, teenage years too. So it's at least with one thing, I was able to talk to somebody, but I didn't talk to somebody about my parent dying until, like, many years later. And that hit hard just because it came out of nowhere. Like, he was fine. But that wasn't in the sense of, like, he committed himself. Like, my, da my dad, it was my dad. He didn't commit suicide. He just died of natural causes. But my dad was always in my life. And he, he, was, um, he was just sick. And he wasn't trying to show it of course no one wants to show it but he passed on and my family yeah was upset and they were trying to be understanding but like you said veronica uh it's like what was it like you don't no one really wants to hear it like oh there's it's happened oh it other happens people. they try to like make it sound like yeah but, you're not the only one yeah but i'm in my grief I don't give two shits about anyone else. I care about myself. Like, I lost my dad. I lost the number one person in my life. I lost my number one support system, the person I can go to and talk to about anything without judgment and stuff. I lost that person. I give two shits if someone else lost theirs because it's not about them right now. It's about me. So that's what's going through my head while my family, his siblings... My my mother was understanding because she's oh her and my her and my grandmother always said me and my father always had this bond that was very very weird, and it was not weird like in a bad way. It was weird. It's weird in a good way because it's like I was a daddy's girl, of course. So it's like I, me and him are attached. So um, like you wouldn't see me without my father at some kind of event. Like he's like my shadow and vice versa. So. Thoughts of suicide definitely occurred a lot after he passed away. And then my brother, who was like another support system, he wasn't 
in the city. Like, he traveled from where he lived. He lived in a whole other state. He traveled from there to be at the funeral. But then it's like afterwards he's gone. So it's like a telephone doesn't do much when you're in that state of mind, in my opinion, at least for me anyway. So I had many thoughts, and I didn't really – I still kind of have – not the thoughts of suicide, just the thought when I think about him, like the fact that I thought about possibly killing myself. Like it was really, really a dark place. And it's like it took me years to actually have the courage and get therapy about it because me talking to like friends, not just you guys, but like other friends I have or family, it's pretty much it wasn't it helped, but it didn't help where it needed to be helped. So it took me like I was like maybe like 25 maybe when I actually went to therapy so it kind of helped me grieve even more like stuff that I really didn't get to vocalize to my family because once they said one discouraging thing it's like I don't want to talk to you anymore in the sense of like if you're gonna say a discouraging thing about this one thought I have then I might as well just keep whatever else I'm thinking to myself because it can only go further downhill than I'm already am so um that's pretty much all my suicide attempts like <laughs> or <laughs> I, I, I or my thoughts anyway like I I don't wish this kind of I don't wish any type of pain where someone would want to kill themselves on anybody and I, I I'm a petty bitch <laughs> I really am but the last thing I'm gonna say to make you feel lower is to like go kill yourself go like jump off a bridge or go like slit your wrist in the bathroom or something like that like that's I'm not trying to give you ideas Anyone? Yeah, you list them. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is stuff that I would hear when people are arguing with somebody that pisses them off. They'll they'll detail how they want you to kill them yourself if they're in an argument. It's like, I don't want you to kill yourself. I want you to live. As much as I may hate you at the moment, the last thing I'm going to throw at you to make you feel like shit is to tell you to go kill yourself. I may tell you to go sit in traffic, but in case you haven't noticed, traffic doesn't move. <laughs> so you're not going to die. But, well, maybe not, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't like when people throw the whole, like, in an argument, no matter how mad you are, don't tell somebody to kill themselves. Because, again, you may trigger something, and they may actually fucking do it. And then you're going to feel like shit, or maybe you won't feel like shit. I'm going to feel like shit. Unfortunately, as petty as I am, I got a fucking conscience. (laughs) So, I don't know if anyone else has... Like, has any type of suicide affected you? Like, a celebrity and a dead parent affected me. Strangely, I got over the high school one because I kind of was like, yeah, it's high school and it sucks. And there's so much shit going on besides hormones. So I don't know if anyone has, like, any suicides affected you, whether it's personal or not. Anybody want to share? Um, no names so, have to be used. Uh, I am a survivor um the girls all know this i am i'm an orphan um but i had a mom until i was 14 and my mother was my mother was my whole world but it was just the two of us so we were very close um very similar to magi and her father my mother and i i I was with my mother always always um she was very sickly um she passed away when I was 14, and it was hard because I was all alone, and I was a victim of child abuse from the guardian that I was made to stay with, and so on my 15th birthday, I had school, 
and you we had uniforms but on your birthday you got to wear whatever you wanted whatever uh, you liked mm-hmm. and the year before of course it's my freshman year of high school um the year before my mother had bought me this really pretty top and skirt with like shoes and everything we were poor so the fact that my mom spent this much money on this outfit was a big deal and it was for an award ceremony for uh, eighth grade so I wore that on my birthday I hugged all my friends I came home and I made a call to my best friend growing up and I told her that I loved her that I always loved her and no matter how far we were or were end up in the future I'd always love her and she just felt like something was off and I didn't want to continue the conversation so I hung up because I didn't want to explain myself and I went to the bathroom and I locked the door and she ran which was like probably 10 blocks she ran to my house and she had called the she had called one of the people that lived in the house that I was staying with and they managed to bust down the door and I had tried to take my life uh with a knife so they managed to get the knife out of my hand before I could do anything and she came home or she came to my house she was so mad at me (laughs) so mad and I remember hearing somebody say we just lost your mom and you're gonna make us lose you too that was my attempt um clearly it didn't work but I remember I remember the look on my best friend's face and I remember how hurt she was because she was upset with me because I didn't tell her anything nobody knew what I was planning um, and it's just because I missed my mom. My grief was just a little too much for me to handle at 14 years old because I was not prepared to be all alone. And then one day I wake up and I am all alone. So it was very shocking for me. And fast forward all these years, it's my mental health has not always been the best because it's hard uh, not being able to remember her with people. I don't know anybody from when I was growing up at all. I don't have any real connections to my past. And it's hard to have these memories of my mother that I can't share with anybody really because they don't know her. So people can listen and politely nod or stuff. But it always feels kind of empty because there was this person this person meant everything and then all of a sudden they're not there and I feel that absence more than anybody else in the world which sounds a little selfish no you can be selfish this is your story and there's nothing selfish about it from jump anyway this is your feelings but um it's that lack of connectivity I think that made it hard even until now like there are times now when I have like little moments when the thought is there (laughs) it's like that it's it's not funny like it's it's kind of more ironic than anything else but after something happens like that it's it's always that whisper in your head that I think people don't really realize that like you know you can you can tell yourself it's never gonna happen you can tell yourself you're not gonna do it but things get really hard and there's that whisper yeah it's like that evil little voice in the back of your head that you bury and then it's just like hey i'm still here i was just 
in the corner <laughs> eating a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I was just in the corner eating a sandwich, and you know, now I'm gonna hear and I'm gonna bother you and stuff. And what kind of sandwich? <laughs> Whatever kind they like. I don't know. They're evil, uh, so they probably we have like to some have weird some shit. kind of levity to this, even though it's a serious topic. Um, emotions are pouring down like a faucet. So, little chuckle here and there doesn't hurt. Uh, Anything else, Solaris? Does anyone else have something to share while she collects herself? Um, So, like Magi, I've had had suicidal thoughts, but there were two parts where it was the biggest. One was in middle school. I was the, I'll try to be as quick as I can, but I was, you know, the the statistic of gay boy growing up in a middle school and everybody freaking picked on me, called me faggot, called me this, called me that. And one day they actually, I always say, say whatever you want, just don't touch me. I mean, I say that now, but back then, I would be like, okay, that hurts, but I'm still alive. Sticks and stones kind of a situation. Yeah, sticks and stones kind of a thing. Um, but one day, I I went, I used to travel to school the same path, like that I went to every day. And before I knew it, one day when I was walking home from school, they I didn't know, but they actually found out my route my bullies and they actually did jump me they punched me kicked me stopped me everything under the and everything under the rainbow but they hit me in areas where it couldn't be seen i would literally hear them saying like oh avoid the face avoid the arms like it can't be seen and i went home after they finally jumped me i went home cried was about to kill myself and i was gonna do a whole pills thing went to the bathroom and this was actually a little after my parents divorced and my mom just had my sister. And I've, when I was about to kill myself, I was like, who's going to take care of my mom and stuff like that. And so I ended up not going with, through with it. Um, but this one I actually... This one I actually really want to say, because um, actually recently just happened a few months ago. So there's a family friend that my mom has, and I hate going to him because every time I go to him, he has nothing nice to say. Always makes me feel like I'm not doing anything. When I was and when I got kicked out of my first college, he would and was trying to work. I was like 19, 18, 19. He was like, "Oh, you're." working part-time what else are you doing and so I just ignored it and then and then when I when I went to college for theater and he would be like oh you're going to college for theater great what are you are you working are you making money are you helping your mom with the bills hurt but I ignored it um and then when I was at another college my third college I was working I was doing shows I was doing theater classes I was really I felt like I was in a great place I I went to go see him again and he was like oh you're doing all this what are you gonna do with that you're going to school for theater what are you gonna do with that like you're gonna be an actor and I was like yeah and so that happened and then after I graduated college I went to him again and I told him that I'm 
I just finished doing a show and I came out as trans and I was like, I want to focus on my transition. Not many people know this. I'm I'm not trying to be like that person be like, oh, you don't know unless you live it. I'm going to tell you how it is. When you're trans, it's not just going medically, like through transitioning. You emotionally transition. You phys- you um, mentally transition. Like I going through a transition, you have to like train. It's like retraining what you think is feminine and masculine, whether whatever that means to you. And I wanted to focus on that. And when I told him, I just want to work on my transition, and I'll work, and I'm gonna have my own place. He was like, Oh, you're gonna focus on your transition? You could you could still do theater and do that. And so I was like. I just told you I want to work on my just my transition. So, but again, I ignored it. One day recently around, I think it was December, um, my mom messages me and she's like, hey, I'm going to go see him. Do you want to come with us? I was like, something told me no, don't go. But to please my mom, I was like, fine, I'll go. So I went and... We got into huge debate and argument when it comes to political and social issues from racism, Black Lives Matter, police brutality, and all that. And unfortunately, I've never met somebody who was just so blissfully ignorant in what they had to say on those issues that it was so physically draining. And after I did that, after I finally had that conversation with him, of course, it went to like, oh, Veronica, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, right now I'm just working. Um, There's not much to do because of COVID. And he was like, oh, he was like, oh, like, that's okay. Like, you are doing, like, what happened to theater? You haven't done that in a long time. And I said, well, there's not much to do because of COVID. And he was, this is what really fucking got to me. Because when you're, when you're an artist, if you're not doing that art, it eats at you. It does. And during COVID, I was literally constantly depressed because I was like, do I even still want to act? And then I finally came across of doing something and I was like, you know what? I'm excited to do this. And when I told him like, oh, I'm going to do this and I can't do perform now, but I'm going to work on it. And he was like, oh, well, just know that you're thir- you're about to be 30. You're not getting any younger. No, I don't like this dude. And I can't I meet like him. I don't like him either. Because it's going to be a problem. It's not a problem. It's a definitely. So yeah. tell your mom. Not let me come. <laughs> Seriously. Um, when he said that, I literally. What is, I just, he, what yeah. is he doing with his life? Is he a millionaire? No. <laughs> does, he, does he have bitches? Does he have any kids? No, he's gay. But um, when he. So the fact that someone who is in the alphabet mafia along with you i can't say the whole letter i'm not gonna do it in order <laughs> forgive me but you guys are the alphabet mafia for right now so the fact that this is another ally in the same type of like i guess spectrum or Both. or i don't know how to organization word it. yeah the same thing it. why is same he, organization why, different department yeah either way why are you bashing a fellow person that's going through the same hurdles as you that's the thing that just that. This is a young mind. person also. How like, young is this person? He's not young. No, I'm talking about you. You're a young so person. So he's jealous? Like, he jealous? Because you look cuter? <laughs> <laughs> he jealous because he didn't have somebody encouraging him to do all the shit he probably wanted to do? Because that's, that's what I'm sensing. I'm sensing a bitch. And then like also. A jealous ass when bitch. He, he also said that when I was talking about my relationship. This, I didn't have a relationship, but I was talking to multiple guys. 
he was like, oh, guys, just know that guys don't like it when girls, like, openly talk about their sexual experience. And I was like, who the fuck are you? That's not true. That's I can not give you a historical fact about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John D. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Not like to drink, did not like to gamble, and did not like to smoke. And who did he marry? Woman. <laughs> all those things. <laughs> and they lived a happy life 50 plus years. So, I don't know Whoa. what that person's talking about. You just do that, and apparently someone's going to find Does it. your mom <laughs> know that he talks to you like this? She encourages it. Why do you think I hate going? I, I love your mom and stuff, but at some point, if it's making you feel uncomfortable, or at least in a fit of rage, and instead of like strangling like down, him and your destroying your life because you'd kill him, I'd rather you not go. I know you like to please your mother and stuff to make her happy, he but you guys can do that. something completely different outside I of this person. The next day, when I was with my mom, we was talking about that, and I was like, I don't want to see him anymore. Like, I'm done seeing him. And she was like, why? Because you had difference of opinions. I didn't have the courage to be like, no, because he fucking makes me want to kill myself. In fact, I want to kill myself right now, right in front of you. Yeah. I literally. It's I was, hard. I was going to kill myself, guys. And I trust me, there would have been a fiery vengeance. And wait, really, I've turned into hellfire. Um, hunchback Notre Dame, so I'm burning the city. I even made voice memos for you guys. Well, delete those because you're not. I did. I did. I got better. But I was like, I was so ready. <laughs> I was so ready, and I just hated. That was the first time I, in a long time, I actually felt like a failure. That's actually one of my biggest fears. That's my biggest fear too. Like I give zero shits about myself. My biggest fear is my biggest fear is mainly for you because of the fact that you are in that community, and so many people in that community. Not so many, but a lot of people when they get into that lineup where they're around somebody that's unsupportive or somebody that just wants to be an asshole and gay bash or trans bash, whatever the term may be, they're bashing who they really are. And it's like that kind of shit will drive somebody, regardless of their age, to kill themselves because you don't want them to be who they are. And that, that scares me. Like, you're not my only friend that is of that community and it's like oh i had a friend who was in high school we were in a catholic high school he didn't come out till he graduated and his parents completely kicked him out and my fear was if he couldn't pull himself together luckily he did what would have been the end result like he has opened up to me like after he came out luckily he was in school so he had a dorm to live in and stuff after he came out he didn't have family he was by himself he didn't think he can talk to me because he thought I was going to judge him. First of all, he he's gay. I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> I have a reason to go to the village like, and not feel like I'm trespassing or something. It's, I was drunk. So. I'm so dead. <laughs> but either way, it was like, listen, your parents don't want you. I'll take you. My mom will take you. My mom loves him. <laughs> and like, I, my mom loves you. My mom's about you more. My mom don't be, care about me. To be me. fair, Magi has, Magi has a great mom. My Actually, mom, Magi and about. Gloria's moms, they are so warm and welcoming. My mom. Um, my I mom. recently got to meet my mom uh, Gloria's could. You guys mom will all for the be first on her time. Tax return. <laughs> like. <laughs> but I recently got to meet Gloria's mom for the first time, and yeah. it, she's very warm and welcoming, um, which was... Really cool, like because we went to a family event. It was um, a sadly, um, Veronica kind of come due to obviously it was very last work minute. related. Yeah, it was work related, so it was understandable. So, 
Oh, we'll have a dinner and call it a day. Yeah. I love that. Dinner with the day. You guys and my mom. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> I like my mom too. I would love going on. You really want to add her in too? And yes. yes. They, have the she, they <laughs> all have the hot sauce on this fire leaf meatball. That's what oh, you're going to do? Okay. I'm going to put the rasta in the pasta. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, pasta. Yeah, things are. It's hard and like Gloria. I know like the three of us are a little bit well emotional. Gloria I, though, I'm, she has her I'm, emotional moments also. Yeah, I do. But the thing about it is, like I said, this is this particular topic. I'm trying my best not to be a little insensitive, but this is the thing. I'm not saying I'm not gonna sit here and say that it hasn't happened. I feel like every teenager in high school has definitely thought about it, and even a rarer case have actually attempted. I get it. I understand it. It's just the thing about it is I don't don't feel that I can ever be on that level. And I'm like I said, I'm not trying to bash anybody, and I'm not trying to the same way how I sat down, I listened to your stories, and felt yeah, I felt I'm not in tears, I'm not crying. That's just just it's not my mo. It's just that's not what I feel like I should be doing right now. And I'm not trying to shit on any of y'all. If that's how y'all feel. I mean, y'all entitled to that, and if that's the emotion that's going to get it out, y'all entitled to that. But honestly, in my honest opinion, I'm not speaking to no one else but me, and if anyone feels offended, I mean, you don't have to listen. I sat down and listened to everybody, and I'm not personally attacking anybody. I'm just saying the same way how everyone said their own stories, I too have my own story. Now, fortunately, I've been had a two-parent household, married, full of love, a lot more rage, but <laughs> full of love nonetheless. Everyone has their, their problems, their issues, and stuff like that, but I've been raised enough to know that doing this, it's, like I said, I'm trying my best to be as sensitive, but I'm trying to be as truthful as I can. I'm trying to walk a very thin line and I don't want nobody react. I mean, you can react. I mean, go react. But like I said, just take the response as it is. I'm just going to take it what it is. I've been raised to stuff like this. It's a no-go. It's, 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 it's cowardless. It's pathetic. And it, it, it's really, like, to me, I, I find it really fucking selfish. Okay? I understand that family is, most of the time, family is a factor that a lot of people tend to make these decisions knowing impact, stuff that impacts, like, a definite family, um, you know, just growing up, dealing with problems. It's like, that's something they don't teach you in school. And it, it, it's sad because it's just that, you know, as, as small as we be, and some of us are not fortunate enough to, to grow, grow up in a, in a very happy, loving environment, and it sucks. But the thing about it is, is like that facade that like, yo, like you feeling like a failure, everyone feels like a failure. It, it, it is, this society basically teaches you, if you don't succeed, then you're not worth anything. And it sucks. That is that. But if you ever talk to any of the greatest people who's ever made it, a lot of them failed. More than once. They, they, don't, they don't talk about it because you're so busy hearing all the positive shit that they're saying that you don't necessarily hear 
the feelings. There's a lot of people who talk about their success, and then as soon as they get that comfortability that they feel like they made it, they'll tell you, yo, like, I, I did shit. I, I wanted to kill myself. I wanted to do all this shit. And it, it blows me that, like, you know, everyone's down to hear your fucking acceptance speech, but no one's not down to hearing when you fuck up. Yeah. Okay? And it's like, like I said, I just feel like it's very character because it's just like when you do stuff like that, it it may have any your suffering, but guess what? Now you you basically domino affect other fucking people. Like now you're like not only like you were only the one supposedly right now was the only one suffering and you felt that ending your life was basically that was it. You know what you basically just did? You basically kind of cause more reaction and then everyone wants to question their fucking self about oh what could have happened how could this do this like what did i do it's like you start you basically domino effect about everyone else's like what it what did i say that caused it and that's why i like what i said before with the whole note thing if you're gonna be bold enough to fucking do it you better be bold enough to write down some shit to answer people's questions because when it comes down to it it's the people that's gonna do your fucking funeral that basically is going to have to answer those questions. And it's n- nothing. And like I said, I, like I said, I sound a little insensitive. But to me, I'm basically, everyone talking about like their side, I'm basically furious because I know what it is to have somebody attempt that or actually done it and no answers. And it sucks. It really sucks. And, and the fucked up thing about it is that gets me even more pissed off is that those people who actually go through it is like you're basically causing somebody else to do it. And I feel that people who actually attempt, really, it's like, why should it take you all the way to doing that to see the love around you? But at the same time, like I said, I'm trying to be sensitive. I understand that people grieve and experience certain things. And I feel like you have to have an ominous conversation with yourself. I understand the monsters in the back telling you to do shit. But my thing is like, yo, like, the way we grew up in my household, you ever try to attempt that? You're weak. You're weak. You're, you're basically giving validation to everybody who thought that you couldn't succeed. And you're basically validating that even though you had to go from trials and tribulation and everything like that, you're still fucking here, man. There's a reason why you're, you're still fucking here. And you felt giving those people satisfaction. You're not, and, and the fucked up thing about it, the people who make you feel like that, they're not going to think about anything once you're gone. It's the people who really fucking care about you that's going to think about it. And this whole, like, like, like having other people dictate and shit like that, take it from someone, like, I, I want everything and everything good to happen for my family. But the only way that thing happens if I take care of myself. And if I can't take care of myself, if I can't take care of myself, my family's going to suffer. My friends, people who consider me my friends are going to suffer. But... Another fact, and like I said, it's going to sound insensitive, it's going to sound a little harsh, but that's the type of household I grew up in. People are still going to fucking live on. People are going to live on. Especially this, this, this whole thing with, with COVID and everybody that's passing shit like that, life still goes the fuck on. And... I, the way how I see it, I mean, like, with the whole glorify, like, for example, the whole 13 ways to die and shit like that. 13 I, reasons why. 
Oh, 13 Reasons Why. Sorry, yeah. it is the wrong show. I apologize. <laughs> You're no, that isn't that like a thousand ways to die? Okay, no, that's not what I do. But <laughs> 13 Reasons Why, I, it, it, that show gets a lot of fucking hacked about, like, oh, they're glorifying it. People are going to do the same thing. Okay, first of all, let's get one thing straight. There's no pawn shop, at least not in this fucking city, that someone's going to actually get cassettes and actually do all this shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I'm like, sorry I'm not, like I said, I'm trying to be serious, but at the same time, I'm trying to, like, actually put some, some, some logic into this. Nobody's not going to do that, okay, and, and do all this. If anyone who does attempt to do all that, like, like, at least with that particular show, it shows you, like, the befores and the after and the during and everything like that. And it just go to show that even though this particular lady, like um young lady, lost her life to suicide and everything like that, it, it goes to show it wasn't only the person who hurt her the most. It's the fact that it's a domino effect. And and it sucks because a lot of people want to find blame when it really there's really no blame. You 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 don't know what that person at least with this one the one made this girl made the tapes and started saying who was the reasons and stuff like that that was a person who was really hurting hurting so much that she had an elaborate way to create something that made people think that oh well she's glorifying no no it, it, it's it's not that okay I understand my words affect other people I get that. But at the same time, this world is very fucking cruel. It really fucking is. Okay? It's one thing for someone to have their life taken away from them that by choice. But to have the goal to actually be the person in his, his or herself. To feel like you could take that away from you guys. It, it, it's fucking sad. It really, it really fucking is. Like someone has to be really fucking fucked up in the head and messed up. From whatever trials and stuff like that, it really hurts. But at the same time, it's like, it sucks when you have your friend say these things. And it's like, there's no amount of what I say or what it is that's going to make it better. Because the thing about it is you got to choose if you want to make it better. And if you felt that making that attempt was your wake-up call and it turned out the attempt went through and everything like that, like, who was it? Um, that one person that I necessarily don't favor. Um, she's a singer. I think it's Demi Lovato or something like that. Possibly. The one with the overdose and shit? Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. Okay. This is the thing. And like I said, Demi, if you listen to this, girl, it's just my opinion. And I don't, whatever choices, that's between you and whoever you, higher power or whatever like that, that's on you. But what I don't necessarily like, I hate when people attempt something it fails out and then to do it a second time you want me to feel sorry for you for the second time someone who has i can understand someone who doesn't have the money or the the money or the funds or the capability to seek help but you had all that and for some reason you still felt the need to to go off the deep end again and like i said i like the the type of person that i'm raised up as is that I don't have that spot with me to be around people like that. And I know it sounds harsh, but it's just that, like, you know, if you don't, if you don't care about yourself enough, why should I? Why should I? Because when it comes down to it, if you felt that it was time for you to go and you did it that way and everything like that, no letter, no rhyme, no reason, whatever like that, I'm letting you know I'm not going to sit on my butt 
trying to figure out why you did this. Because I already know why you do this. Okay? You felt that your life was, that meant nothing. I mean, you may have meant that your life felt, whatever, but it's like you didn't take the two seconds to be like, yo, what is this going to feel like? I know what it, there's some people I know that be like, yo, I felt alone. I had nobody. And I was like, but then when this shit happens and you, you miss it, then all of a sudden all these people pop up in the world worse. You're so deep in your fucking hole and so dark. And it's just like, you don't see the love that's around there. And sometimes when you try to give that love and they, they you know, don't receive it and stuff like that, it, it's fucked up. I don't, I don't like it. And it's just like, you know, a lot of those things that I have to understand. I have to understand that people are going to have their dark times. But one thing I'm not going to do, and I refuse, and that's only because this is my mental health, is sit there trying to wonder. I don't mind us having these tough conversations, and I don't mind us because the way things get better is when we talk. But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do this whole hand-holding, kumbaya-type bullshit. Because the thing about it is, it goes to show regardless if you had love in your family or you didn't, there's no spectrum, there's no, there's, there's no, oh, you come from a good hole, you have a two-pound hole, you come from money, all this stuff and everything like that. You shouldn't do that. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a suicide thing. But the, the real thing about it is anybody can do that where they feel like it. It's just what it is. People die, people die every day. And I feel that the people who have got to that point, main attempt, I feel like those people appreciate life. But at the same time, it's like, don't be surprised if people don't want to be around you because it's like, you know, that triggers other people. People do suicide packs all the fucking time. Why? Because, like, misery loves company. And it's just, you know, it it bothers me because I've had a friend. We don't really talk or anything like that. There's a reason why we don't talk. But... My friend is like, no matter how much love I gave to this particular person, it didn't matter. And because that person attempted from before, I don't like that person being alone. I don't want to get a call late at night talking about, yo, this this happened or this came up and everything like that. I'm going to be fucking mad. But one thing I'm not going to do, and this is a stupid thing I feel that a lot of people fucking do and everything like that. Oh, well, if this person gives up their life, I got to do it too. What? 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 What What are you doing? We're too busy trying to bury this motherfucker. Now you trying to pick up another one of my fucking weekends so I can bury you too? <laughs> like, come on. You, sorry, you, you, yo, I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not trying to make it jokey, but it's just like, like, like as much as you feel that your life is so little that it doesn't impact anybody, it does, okay? And as a New Yorker, anyone who's taking the subway and shit like that, fucking jumped in front of a train <laughs> and shit, laughing. I'm letting you know. Your family may have to be like, oh my God, something. Well, guess what? You're fucking up my commute. Now, guess what? <laughs> now, guess what? Now, I'm upset. These are New Yorker problems. I'm sorry. Now, now I'm upset because... Not only am I going to get fired at my job and shit like that, because you felt the need to do that shit in public, why don't you? I thought it was called suicide. <laughs> okay? Not 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 inconvenient people's side. Like, it's not that. Um, wow. Okay? Oh, oh, oh. 
So my thing about it is, my thing about it is, and like I said, only in New Yorkers the people who actually have subway systems will understand what the fuck mean. And then when I explained to my job that some buffoon basically did this and stuff, you think, oh no, okay, have a have a have a day off. No, that motherfucker's still gonna tell me to come into fucking work, and I still gotta figure this shit out. And then guess what? Because your stupid effect is affecting my stuff, and it might trigger me to be suicidal. Oh God. Sorry. Because losing losing your job can affect that shit. Okay, it can. It can. Okay, you're so you're. It, it's like I can't even call you selfish now because the thing about it is, it's like you're showboating, and I mean maybe this is a, a way of glorifying it and everything. But honestly, it be just like a final fuck you to everybody. Yeah, else. but I mean like yo, then do that fuck you in a note, okay? <laughs> do it in a post, like like for real, like come on, like I don't know. I can't speak for the other cities. Okay, but I can speak for New York City. I can speak for New York City. Yo, my thing about it is there's a reason why they call it a concrete jungle. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to need you. I'm not saying if you want to talk, we could talk. If you want to vent, we could vent. Okay, but what I'm not going to do is stop living because you decided to take your own stuff. That's just what it is. And it's, it's, it, it sucks. People always understand that the little thing that you do to yourself that kills you over is affecting the people that love you. And it's, it's, fuck, it's people that probably you don't even fucking know that love you. Okay, I don't want to get religion into this, I'm not, but this, this, you don't know. You, you could have had time and opportunity to, to actually experience life. That shit gets better, okay? But the thing about it is you, you, instead of giving yourself a fighting chance, you decide to, to end your life. And guess what? People are still going to keep going on. People are still going to try that. People are going to still try to fight that race. Okay? But my thing about it, if you're not getting love somewhere, you need to get, you, and you can get love somewhere else, do it. If you need self-love, self-love is the best love you can have. And okay? it's the hardest love to keep also. Exactly. So my thing about it is, if you got to be a little selfish... And love yourself more for other people. When it comes down to it, this race is only with you and only you. Either you're going to punk out and do what you got to do. And keep in mind, weigh the consequences. Weigh the consequences. Okay? Or you're going to fight the good fight. You're going to keep going until you be like, yo, you want to get to that magic moment and be like, yeah. Like, you know what? Even though I did that shit and I fucked up, you know what? It was the reason why I fucked up. So I can see and see this moment here. But point matter is, people are gonna still fight on. People are still gonna live on, and that's just that's just what it is. So, don't feel like you're insignificant, but because shit does matter. But keep in mind, if you do that, you're gonna be you're basically gonna be the person that's causing more death and more sadness around the world. That's just that's just my opinion, though. So, I'm gonna give you some statistics involving suicide. Um, there is one death by suicide in the United States every 12 minutes. And the suicide rate are the highest among whites, American Indians, and Alaska Natives. It's the, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death. Suicide takes the lives of 48,300 Americans every year. And 90% of suicide victims had a diagnosable mental health condition at the time of death. <laughs> mental health. 
Uh, we could do a whole ass fucking episode is a on thing. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's a it is a big thing. It's, um, I know I have depression. Like I was diagnosed with that when I actually started going to therapy. But um, that's something I normally share. But su- surprise, um, especially being a black person. Yeah, yeah, like they. There's so much stigma against black women with regards to mental it health. It seems like it's more of black men than women. Because even though it did take me a long time, majority, most black women do at least try to get some type of that help. But men, they just I, I let it like bottle it, you up because that's whole like society back thing with the of whole strong connection black of like thing. going seeking medical attention. Like a woman will go and see regardless of what doctor it is to go that's and see true. if she's okay. Um, it takes a, a leg and an arm, literally a leg and an arm to get somebody... To, to check you as a man. So just keep in mind, that's just for, like, physicals and illnesses. Now, if it's actually something to do with your mental health, I mean, it makes more sense that a man, I mean, I don't want to just chalk it up to the black, but just men in general are not going to see because they don't want to deem themselves as weak. And also keep in mind, a lot of these statistics, like, when I hear the whole, like, um, I think the one with the, the, the main ones are like white men or Indians or something like white, that. White American. White Americans. I feel like the only reason why they have those statistics is because when I think of someone like a, like a therapist, I guess like that, white only comes up as color. I've only seen, I've seen a lot of therapists portrayed on TV and most of them are white. Most of them don't look like me. Yeah, the only, Latin or dark. the only ad is also the true. only TV show where I actually saw somebody who was a person of color as a therapist was um, was it um, the Secret Life of American Teenager? It was a black therapist talking to somebody who went through sexual abuse as a child. That's the only time I think I've really ever seen one. So it's kind of like a person of color. So it's like it's like a unicorn. Like, like it's very very yeah, rare you see it portrayed on That's TV. Sad. If it was probably portrayed more, it probably wouldn't be so much of an issue of black men at least seeing a therapist for their mental health. Like, and also that with this is gonna sound, this might sound like a little weird to some people, but like, you don't know what somebody who doesn't look like you is going through. Just like, like, I I don't look black. I don't look Spanish either. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to giggle when you said that. <laughs> it was the way you look. I don't look black. I don't look black. I don't look Spanish. If if you saw me on the street, I I looked like a white girl. My unless you stick me in a group. Unless you stick me in a group with a bunch of actual white people, I look I look white. It's been like that my whole life. Like I grew up Washington Heights. Full of Spanish people. So I definitely looked like the Blanquita. I looked like the white girl, you know. Well, I would look like the negrita. That, that, so. Those <laughs> white counselors girl. still don't know what my experience are as a as a Latina woman. Like they don't they cannot comprehend because they're not that's not what they are, that's not who they are. That type of person group they grew up with. Yeah, it's completely yeah, different. people problems is not the same thing as other people problems. Exactly. And, you know, you guys can say what you like want that. about it, but it's, it is true. It has its own things. Like, I am, I am second generation in the U.S., um, and that's only because my mother was born of an illegal immigrant. But 
my mother's older siblings were born in Mexico. <laughs> so my mother just happened to luck out to be born in the U.S., but the other siblings that she had were all born in Mexico. So, yeah, a couple months, <laughs> couple months previous, my mother would have been Mexican national also. And that would have made me first generation. Now, that's a completely different aspect aspect that a uh, you know, white person who is American, born and bred, whose parents were probably from America, they won't be able to comprehend that. And that's a whole other thing also, you know? And different races also have different views on family. Like, we were having a conversation not too long ago involving the difference between an Asian family and what a Hispanic family goes through or mm-hmm. even Hispanic to black. It's it's so different. Mm-hmm. The values are so different. And that's hard to explain to someone who's not like you, who doesn't look like you, doesn't sound like you. It's different. Sometimes I didn't even grow up in that type, type of environment. environment. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, I grew up in the hood. And unless I'm getting a therapist, if it's going to be white and it's from trailer trash or some shit like that, like, like the fucking trailer part, I can talk to that person. Because that's kind of like the ghetto. That's the closest thing to the ghetto that white people are going to get. Yeah. But I'm not, like, I don't feel comfortable someone who has a house or whatever like that. I mean, granted, is is circumstances, but it's just like, you know, but it, being it makes there a actually helps because you don't really feel, you feel less alone with your problem. And shit. Yeah, so it's easier to speak. Um, I personally, similar to Magi, I received counseling after my mother's passing. Um, I years later went back to counseling. Uh, when I went back years later, I was much older, um, and I was diagnosed with depression, PTSD and a severe anxiety disorder. Um, And shit's hard, bro. (laughs) Like, I don't, like, there's no really other way to say it. It's hard to have it. And, you know, I'm near my 30s as well. Um, Similarly to Veronica, I'm damn near 30. And I even have moments now when sometimes I don't cope well. I don't. I... Recently, Magi and I had our biggest argument, and it was literally mostly because I have trouble coping sometimes, and I blew up on her unnecessarily for a miscommunication that if we had communicated a little better, mostly me. But you're human, um, okay? Like, yeah. just yeah. nothing's not going to be a hundred percent perfect. No, and nothing about it's it is never going to be a hundred percent perfect. You just, like I said, you you. You basically, like, in, in that particular situation, because I was the one that was kind of immediate in that situation, I was really proud to find out that even though my work schedule was in in the way and stuff and like that, ended. you guys became big little women and fucking talked it out. And shit. Yes, for us. We deserve it. We did deserve it. We, we, 
Because that's I, worse, I, I spoke, man. That's worse. I ain't to, gonna lie. To I was low key scared. I was like, yo, we just recorded. I think we yo, just recorded the first episode. Was our first episode. Episode. No, we hadn't recorded the first episode. Girl. Yet. I was like, yo, we're about to record, we're about the, first to record our first episode, y'all. Are you really about to have this fight? Yo, you should have saw me. I was doing fucking damage control. And usually <laughs> I'm usually the one. I hate mediating shit. I do. Like, if it was my way, I would have y'all bitches fight it out on the street. But where the fucking was? We're fucking lost. That laugh, I swear. Like we're I mean, fucking yeah. lost. Better get the fucking ice it. pack, get hug it out, and then fucking hug it out and fucking get it over with. But it's like you know, I, I like you know, I don't know um, Solaris for um, that long, but I know um, Magi pretty long, and I can guarantee like I've seen growth in you, and I'm like really fucking proud of you and shit. Because it's just like, because I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> the person I met in the beginning. Mentally has become someone very, someone who basically get out their shell and shit like that, and like you know for therapy and yeah, which is also another (laughs) factor because you talk about it with me a lot and shit, and you know, like it does fucking help and stuff like that. And we had our own fucking issue, but we're not gonna talk about that because I'm not gonna give that bitch some airtime. Anyway, (laughs) I'm just really proud that you two worked it out, and the fact that um. This having someone who's gonna kind of be neutral in the situation and stuff like that, Sometimes and even that though helps. I kind of have a stake in this whole company, and I mean that's like fifty <laughs> percent right there. And then Veronica is gonna be looking at me like Veronica would have been like a lost puppy, like <laughs> like I guess it's I just was us. only gone for five minutes. <laughs> I, was only, I was gone for five minutes. Now I don't have a home. <laughs> and I'm like I don't know. Like, this is a feel right. And you probably would have bitch and be like, well, Magic can fucking come over here. And when she apologized, I'm just like, oh, so it's going to be that thing. I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Because nope. I went, it in, was very surprising. I went to that chatter, like, <laughs> after it blew up. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did po- I just miss? That's the like, I'm not going to say anything. Which, by I the way, I just want to let everyone know, when we say to talk to somebody, please, please verbally speak to that person. Um... Well, because this is actually, this is actually, yeah, talk Talk to, to. not at, but this is actually, the the cause of this, this whole fight was literally, so I had a surgery, I couldn't speak, so we, uh, the only form of communication was really texting with me, so literally us texting made things so much worse, (laughs) because you can't read. You tones. can't read our tone. You can't read emotion. You can't read emotion. Yeah. yeah. You can't read emotion. Because I'm not going to lie. And so when some I... of the words sound real fucked up. And then like, had it been verbalized, like if we had just spoken, been able to speak to each other, like actually speak, none of that would have been probably like that. Yeah. Our huge fight would have never been a fight. Because honestly, we really don't argue. I mean, but friends argue all the time, and I yeah, just but feel like but it's, it's never argue, been. Yeah, it's one thing to, to argue, but to no, but yeah, that was, was but that was your that was first huge. instant. And I'm not gonna lie, argument is especially when you have different opinions or on a situation, regardless which, of what which it happens. Is, it, it, it those are the tests. Those are the things that test your friendship. And I Very just feel so. that in that particular situation, in in um, Solaris's um issue, is that. The approach, you guys have two different approaches. And with you, especially the, the fact that you understand that you, you blew up. you the type of person that kind of need like a 24-hour yeah. review on yourself. And just really just be like, try to like keep playing the shit in your head. 
and really like, yo, like, did I go off on that person? Or like, because that's what sometimes I have to bet the same time. With, with Magic, I'm a type of person. I'm on her side when it came to this. I want, if we have an issue, I'm going to need you to talk to me about it. Uh, and and like I said, I had to explain to her. I was just like, yo, I'm going to let you know in this particular situation, it's not like she ran away. She just really doesn't want to talk about it right now. Give it 24 hours. But I'm a type of person. I like to nip shit in the butt. I don't like no animosity, especially if I'm doing some business with you. I just need you to get it in <laughs> and get it out. But at the same time, I have to understand that people's coping mechanisms and people, the way people process things, it's good to give 24 hours. I don't do that whole, like, I'm going to give a week. If it takes you a week to process something, then you just need to let it go. After yeah, you process no, it, a, you need to let it go thing. and don't bring it up ever again. That's a different thing. Okay, because some people don't deal with that bullshit. I know I don't. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a whole I'll, different I'll thing. I'll take the 24 hours, even though, yeah. like, to you, I like, let's let's talk about this now. No, this baby no but I just but, feel like if you're going to take that, if you're going to take that time, I just feel like the only thing at the moment, and, and I'm not going to lie, I've been victim, and I've done it the other side of the way. I feel the if you want to, you know, solace your friendship, I feel like you need to, and you're the type of person that needs, like, a certain time. Okay, I'm gonna need you to voice that to that person, even if even if they don't hear it. Like obviously, it, and this is where the text messages come. What you do? <laughs> you send a text, hey yo, right now, I'm going through some shit right now. Can't deal with this, yo. Get me back on Tuesday, okay? <laughs> and you're gonna be like, and like I said, you're gonna get mad. You're gonna get pissed off. I'm like no, I want to deal with this. Shit. No, mute. Not talking. Yeah. Turn the phone off. Can't do this. And then yeah. when you're ready, and if that person's ready to hear you, because there's gonna be sometimes they're not gonna be ready to hear you. When that person's ready to hear what you have to say, you just got to be calm, cool, and collected. And be advised that people like me are going to probably blow the fuck up. But at the same time, I blow the fuck up all the time. And then if you're going to be my fucking friend, you got to learn how to take the, the yeah, fucking take atomic bomb. Okay? You're going to survive. I'm pretty sure they survived. Maybe. I don't know. But all I know is that once the dust settles and the radiation is okay... <laughs> You'll just be a zombie and you'll just realize not to fuck with me again. That's really about it. Like, if you're going to be honest with your opinion, be honest with your fucking opinion. That's just what I I respect you more if you if you stay to your guns and be like, even though you know you're fucking wrong, you'll be like, you know what? No, I wasn't wrong. Fuck it. I'm going to think you're the selfish piece of shit in the world, but eventually I'm going to get over it. If I'm really your friend, I'm going to get over it. Okay? Yeah. But there's some, like, some lines you don't case, cross. Like, you know, again, I, I struggle with my mental health. Um... It just so happened, Magic happened to say something right after I had a, I had a severe panic attack. And I didn't call the girls. I called the suicide hotline, but that was because of the time of night, and I didn't want to wake anybody up. Um, you don't sleep. It's New York. This is New York. <laughs> but, like, my thought, my thought process is I didn't want to burden my friends at, like, it, I think it was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't want to burden my friends. And wake them up. Are we playing Jenga? Because I was time? like freaking the fuck out. That's literally me every time when I get into that issue. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to burden them with my problem. Yeah, and I, I called the suicide hotline, actually. And this is, so, that is not my normal coping mechanism. Uh, I would rather, eat, regardless of what time of night, even, and I, I don't think Gloria is going to be is in the same boat. No. <laughs> what? what? I think. I, okay, I, I, okay, I, 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 I will. Whether you call me, 
disturb my sleep, but I'd rather at least know that something's going on because yeah. the last... <laughs> <laughs> I said I agreed with you with your statement. You were talking about yourself. And I I'd rather you. hear, try to hear something from you before, you, I guess, you jump into calling the suicide hotline or I mean, whatever hotline would help you. Hotlines help. The, yeah, they do, but I would rather hear sometimes. from you. Yeah, sometimes. But Depends it, on who's on that line. Yes, so either way, real. if you happen to call and they don't help, call me. I'll... Hopefully, I, I, I won't be like, you know, sleep like the dead where I can't hear the phone ring and I'll pick and up if, and if I'll listen. If you need a listening ear and shit like that, call me and I'll just hand the phone to my boyfriend because he's really good at doing that. <laughs> he is. And, he it, is. and it sucks he because is. a lot of people are going to be like, really you're funny. just going to let your... No, I'm, I'm telling you, if... if the career that he had right now, I could see him being a, 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 a therapist. I see it. And stuff like that. I see that. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, like, you want the boyfriend material. I mean, if you go on our Facebook, I will have prices if you need to speak. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Obviously, I have a private line, so I'm not going to tell you the number over here. But if you need a boyfriend experience, there's somebody to talk to. And I know you, all y'all bitches spoke to my man one way or another. And he just has one of those fucking faces that you just be like, like he's listening and stuff like that. And I mean, as much. I've never went to him about my. Wow, problems. really, Ronald? Well, I've never gone about problems, start. but I, I have had like conversations. And he listens. He, he does. Actually says he's like he he's genuine, and it's not and one of those like I listen to you and make that face, and I'm not retaining anything. Yeah. No, he, no, he actually legit yeah. listens. Because then, I like, even before you came into my life, Gloria, he was the person I was, and he yeah. feels offended that you trade up. <laughs> I don't. Well, <laughs> I don't. But and, he then, does. and then, mind you, like when. And that situation with me and Magi happened. Um, Gloria called me. All I could hear in the background is her trying boyfriend make, trying to make you laugh. And I'm just like, yeah. And, and I'm no. just like, yo, I'm, this is not the time. And he's like, no, but I can make it the time. And I'm like, yeah. And I, you know, but you know what? You, he did or he did definitely get me to laugh. I, I, I was end up, I did end up chuckling more no, than once. I know you didn't. Actually, one of my coping mechanisms. Laughter. I, I like I make people laugh. It's free though. Mine's is tears. <laughs> mine mine okay. is singing. Actually, I, I was sing. always called the cry baby for crying. Like my ex boyfriend at the time, he's like he'll get upset because I'm crying about everything. It's like it's either I cry or, or I, I murder break, you. I break something. <laughs> and Ooh, breaking got, things is fun. And it got to the point and where expensive. It got, to it. Well, it got to the point where then I started like really not crying in front of him because he would really hate it when I cry. And that's the thing that actually is one of the things I actually hate about him now thinking about it. But what like, did I tell you about giving that bastard some airtime? <laughs> well, either way, okay. I stopped crying in front of him and I just started breaking shit. Like this is when we Which is bad. Don't break things. I, well, Try we had like a lot of fucking like glasses, like cups and stuff. So oh, I like, think you meant glasses on your face. I'm no, like, like, like glasses. Those glass are expensive. Cups. So it was like me throwing one, it didn't bat an eye to me. Like if it's one that can easily replace, like some of the stuff came from like Dollar Tree, I'll go back to Dollar Tree and just replace it. Yeah, you're it. just giving Dollar Tree another dollar. That's the thing I never, I don't know. Maybe because I actually I care about care, my positions. But, but so. like the stuff that like I had of my of my dad's no, or my mom's, no, I, didn't, I didn't break those. I just break the ones I can easily replace. Yeah, but then when we ended up like renting out of other people's homes and stuff, I didn't have that luxury. Then I had to pretty much like go to the bathroom and cry a lot. And it's like, that, that was the only way I can. Come Are you out. doing the crying trope like in the shower and shit like that? No, so you don't know you're crying, but you know the shower is covering up your tears. No, like we'll <laughs> get people into, who do that. that. We'll get into a I've fight done. or something I, that's I completely that. irrelevant that, that mm -hmm. we didn't really need to turn into a fight. 
And of course, that's already after I take my shower, so I can't do the cry in the shower thing. So I, mean, I would can. just, I would just go in the showers. bathroom, act like I'm doing like my face routine, and then I'll just sit on the toilet and just like cry for like a good solid like 20 minutes. Well, the bathroom is the then, coolest place you can be when you're very hot headed or feeling a very well, hot. I feel like we that's were, true. See, at least when we were when we had our own place, I can just um, go in the kitchen. Because the kitchen is my happy place. <laughs> and just make something it's where the food is. and cry. But then it's like we weren't living in our own spot anymore. So I had the bathroom was another sanctuary because I didn't like the kitchen that we were living at. And then yeah. we're living with other people. So I didn't want them walking in on me crying in the kitchen and stuff like that. So Also fair. Yeah. Good old bathroom and face routine. And pretty much I would be in there until I've had enough crying. And I know maybe he's going to sleep. So he's not going to want to continue the argument. Or I'll just stay in there until I'm tired enough where I leave. And as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm, like, knocked out. Like, I don't have to deal with this bullshit. More mm-hmm. fairness. Um, yeah, another thing for me as a coping mechanism is listening to music. Like, that's yes. really fucking... Yo, the, the amount of time... The amount years, of fucking songs and musicals you be fucking singing? Jesus Christ. Two years, <laughs> two years in a row. Do you remember how Spotify... Uh, you guys don't have Spotify, but... Listeners, if you have Spotify... Do you remember how, like, it had, like, this whole, like, 20, like, this whole year roundup, and it tells you, like, how many, like, what song you listen to the most? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love Two that. years in a row, I had Listen Before I Go from Billie Eilish. Wow. <laughs> Two years in a row. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the third year Wait. this year. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the wrong song. I was that like, is that the fun. one? Wake me up before you go. go, go. No, that's. No, that's <laughs> a song. That's not Billie Eilish. No. So I've been it. listening to a song, um... And so it's it's from a musical actually, oh, and Jesus it's Christ. it's gonna start singing now. Listen, leave me alone. Um, <gasps> no, it's from a musical, really? and it is. So I've been listening to it when I'm hurting, because so right now I can't sing, so my coping mechanism has kind of gone away can't for hum. the moment. It's uncomfortable. Oh damn! Yeah, you can't come. Shit. Okay, I take back what I said. <laughs> can't do God. it. It's very uncomfortable. No, for me. it is. Um, it, mm, <laughs> yeah, that vibrating. It's it's kind of painful. Suck. So since my surgery, I've not really been able to use my coping mechanism, which my major coping mechanism was singing. So I've started leaning into music, and I've been listening to this this one song. It's super super sad, <laughs> which is probably not the best of help, but um. It's the musical is called The Mad Ones. Why are they mad? Why are they mad? We're not gonna sing the song. No, it's not. Ready. It's mad. It's mad like uh, crazy. Not mad like. Uh, why are they crazy? So the the, the premise of the musical. The premise of the musical is you have two best friends. One is super outgoing, go getter, and pushes the other one to let go to do these things that she thinks she can't do because she's very introverted. She's very like, she is in a box and the other one pushes her out of the box, makes her get out of the box. This sounds familiar. However, that one, that's the extrovert, gets killed (laughs) in a car accident. Oh, Oh, yeah. And so the whole musical is the introvert dealing with the grief of losing her friend and... She sings this one song, and in the song, uh, one of the like one of the what's the name lyrics, of the song? Um, yeah, you can say the name of the song. Yeah, you, you just can't it, sing it, but you can say the name. No, well, the 
Um, I have it written down. Give me a second. Because it's One. two that I listened to there. One is Jesus. literally called so The Mad I'm so dead. One <laughs> is literally called The Mad Ones. Um, that's actually uh, the name of the song. And then the other one is Go Tonight. Where are we going? Uh, so that's the so. <laughs> you know I always. I know. Uh, well, in, in the song, the Mad Ones, they're literally having. This is pre car accident. They're having a discussion about how they should just go and leave, like go run away, do something, go anywhere, do anything, just run away, and just like do something crazy, kind of a thing. You know, she dies, and then later on, the song "Go Tonight" is. She's upset. She's like, why didn't I go? If I, if I, if we went that night, maybe you would still be alive. And one of the lyrics in the song is literally, uh, you, it was mad to reach you. Like she couldn't, like her trying to reach that level was madness. And she knows that, but she's still sitting in this car trying to convince herself to just leave up and go because it's something that her friend would have wanted for her. And she's she's literally just in this car trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of there. With Listen Before I Go, if you don't know this, the, the song, there's two lyrics. There's two lyrics that really hit home for me. It's, of course, the chorus where she says, Sor- um, yeah, sorry can't save me now. And then, of course, the opening lyric, it really hits home for me where it says, take me to the rooftop. I want to see the world when I stop breathing. And that those two lyrics really hit home for me. And I I literally would cry every time I listened to that song. Like, even my coworker, when I posted it, that was like, oh, like, second year in a row, I'm listening to this song so many times. And she's like, out of the most depressing, out of all her songs, you choose the most depressing one to listen to. <laughs> and that's okay, because my thing about it is, if you're feeling that way and there's someone out there who feels the same fucking way and put it in fucking song form for you, and maybe you feel less alone and stuff like that, I feel that when you Run use with it. music, yeah. exactly, when you use music, you feel less alone. Like, for example, I know this is getting a little off topic since we're talking about music. Well, we're talking but, about coping mechanisms. Well, so. I mean, it wasn't much of a coping mechanism. It was just something that was <laughs> keeping me from doing what I wanted to fucking do. Okay? <laughs> While there are teenagers who are just like, hey, I'm just gonna, like, I feel sad. I want to kill myself. Da-da. There are other teenagers who are just like, well, guess what? I don't feel sad. I feel rageous and I want to kill someone and everything like that. Listening to rock music, and I know Eminem <laughs> is not rock music and shit like that. No, but Eminem he, is legit. He he's puts, fucking, he, yeah, he's he a beast. A, I love a, it. A fucking spin on like, like, I feel like he's like mentally messed up somewhere well, and everything he like that. Is. He's in the he does say, yeah. Yeah, but the thing about it is a lot of his stuff is really jokey and everything. I think that's my it. favorite that's album. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's his coping mechanism. And the fact that he, he comes really jokey because he really talks about murdering fucking people and shit like that. And he even did like one song when it's like one of his fans. I'm pretty sure this person's not real, but if it is, I'm Stan? sorry. Yeah, Stan. Stan did all this stuff. Ass song. It's basically yes. like an example of like, yo, like understand it and learn it. Just don't see that like I'm using this as a way to voice and touch other people to feel like they're less alone and everything. And I get that. Okay. But my bitch of a dad took my CD away. Yeah, I love I Encore. That. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Took it out because he did not like what Eminem was prescribing to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucked because it's just like there was a period of time that I really was like hating the fucking world and I wanted to see it burn and everything like that. And Eminem basically like even though he's white, but he does know what it is to be from the hood and to deal with Trailer with Park fuck up exactly yeah. like that's why I said Eminem will always be black in my eyes and everything like that <laughs> listen we already know. had the draft so he's already yeah. there okay he's, so and he's still choosing not so, to so my thing about <laughs> it is like my parent like my dad took it too damn literally and was just like you're not getting this album and I'm not gonna lie if I didn't listen to that album so much and everything like that to the point that I had it committed to memory my memory's pretty shit okay <laughs> but the fact that I know what song the track number exactly, how long the song is believe you me and I was listening to that shit over and over again did not make me laugh of the monolical fucking thoughts I had about doing my parenting I kid you not that man saved a bunch of lives that fucking <laughs> Okay? Really fucking did. So, I mean, Dad, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you a bitch. I just just feel that at that time... Like, wow. you listen to a lot of fucking Caribbean shit like that. Talking about lady parts and everything like that, but I didn't think Yikes. I raped anybody. Okay? I let you listen to your music. Why can't you listen to mine? Okay? But I guess this is a... I guess this is one of those generational shits that you're talking about. Yeah, just saying. Love you, Dad. (laughs) Okay, hopefully you don't realize it's me. Especially when you called me a streetwalker that one time. Oh, now he knows it's you. He thought I was. I thought he was calling me a vampire. I thought it was so cool, but apparently, but apparently he was calling me one of those ladies of the night, which also I would have thought was vampire as well. So they're called mistresses, but I was really into Blade as a little girl. But. Well, on that note, I think we are going to finish up. Well, as you can see, it was a very difficult episode. Yep. Um, I assure you later on, we're going to get into more episodes of getting digged down into the cocks come home. But (laughs) I can't. Every now and then, it's okay to say you're not okay. And I'm pretty sure we all could agree on that. Yep. Yes. Um, and if that ever happens to you guys, just know that there are sources out there to help you. I'll give you two at the moment, and then you could go off as much as you can to finding more. So there's the Suicide Prevention Hotline. That is 800-273-8255. That is 800-273-8255. And the Mental Health Crisis Helpline which is 800-662-HELP. That's 800-662-HELP, which is 4357. (laughs) (laughs) And if you did not get a chance to write that down, totally cool and understandable. Um, I usually don't write things down or if I don't have the ability to do so at the moment. Um, We are going to make sure that these numbers are available to you on all of our platforms, be it YouTube, Anchor, Twitter, um, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. We will make sure that we have it available and up for you when we release this, um, whenever you get to listen to it. It'll be there. Even if you don't see it right at the top, scroll down. It will be there for you. You will have it. Um, if you're 
listening on YouTube, we're going to have it in the description below as well as links will be attached for our statistics and maybe even a couple of songs that we can put together to maybe help you guys through. I like that idea. Uh, yeah. And again, you, you're not alone. It, it That sounds so overly played out because um, it sounds like something everybody says, but you're not. Lean on the people that you love. You matter. You matter. Even if no one else cares, you know that you fucking matter. And be strong. Don't be a puss. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from Gloria, by the way, okay? If you need, if you need somebody to be tough and shit, I'm, I'm, my words of advice is for you to be strong and you matter. Even if the whole world's against you, just know that you got you back, okay? And I know that kind of sounds dumb, but guess what? I need you to be strong. I need you to join the wolf pack. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I'm still not part she of likes it. it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it either. <laughs> but be strong. Don't let no, don't prove, prove them wrong that you can do better. So take us out. All right. Much love. Bye. Peace. Bye.